0: Good evening, members and members of the public and members of the press. Thank you very much. This evening is the the third of our um, pilot uh, audio recordings. So you are going to be uh, recorded uh, as you speak. But this evening is the first time that this will actually be audio broadcast uh, and streamed out live. So there may be somebody out there listening at this very moment uh... to what we are all saying but in order to help those people uh, i'm just going to go around and explain uh... who we have here this evening at the cabinet table on my left we have mr john mitchell chief executive uh, i'm going to go around uh, clockwise uh, then we have mr stephen joyce assistant chief executive uh, finance uh, councillor robert chambers uh, who's the cabinet member for finance uh, Susan Barker, Councillor Susan Barker, who is the Cabinet Member for the Environment uh, and Strategic Planning, Mr Andrew Taylor, uh, Mr Roger Harborough, uh, Maggie Cox from the Democratic Services Department, and uh, Mr Mark Lemon, Councillor Mark Lemon, uh, who is the Leader of the Independent Group, and Councillor Elizabeth Parr, who is Leader of the Liberal Democrat Group, Uh, Councillor Alistair Walters, the Cabinet Member for... Community Safety and Highways Matters. Uh, Mr. Adrian Webb, who's the Director for uh, Central Services. Councillor Julie Redfern, Cabinet Member for Housing. And Councillor Howard Rolfe, uh, he's the Cabinet Member for Community Engagement. And uh, then we have uh, Mr. Perry, Mr. Perry Michael, Mr. Michael Perry, who is Chief Executive, uh, Assistant Chief Executive Legal Councillor Simon Howell, uh, who is the chairman of the Performance and Audit Committee, and on my immediate right is uh, Councillor Jackie Cheatham, who is deputy leader and has uh, special responsibility for aviation matters. And I, if you hadn't already guessed, is Jim Kettridge, leader of the council. Also in attendance this evening, uh, we have deputy cabinet members uh, and also uh, a number of other councillors uh, in the room who are attending the, m- the meeting. and uh, members of the public Uh, but to begin our meeting this evening we have a member of the public who is actually councillor Mike Hibbs who wishes to make a a statement to the council so councillor Hibbs if you'd like to come to the table thank you very much
1: good evening members thank you for allowing me to speak to you this evening my name is Mike Hibbs and I'm speaking on behalf of the Atlusford Liberal Democrats the Uttersford Local Plan, which you are considering this evening, is not, in our view, fit for purpose. It fails a number of criteria required under the Town and Country Planning Regulations. There is a requirement to involve stakeholders and the community in the preparation of the Local Plan. It's clear that the District Council has ignored all of the hundreds of detailed comments to the last consultation. The vast majority of the comments were critical, and rightly so. Huttlesford has not listened to the responses, and there is still no indication how the necessary infrastructure is to be provided. The local plan notes that many of the infrastructure issues are critical, but there does not appear to be any coherent answer in the document. We do not know where the jobs, the schools and health centres are going to be provided, and the uh, necessary infrastructure for the huge increase in housing has not been made clear. There has been no consultation on the necessary infrastructure with local communities. In our view, compliance with the statement of community involvement is therefore fundamentally flawed. We are told that councillors have been fully involved in the development process and yet the local plan working group meeting earlier today had no option other than to rubber stamp the proposals and this particular working group which has met in the past um, has effectively carried out the policies of the ruling group of this council. Members who have raised legitimate concerns about the lack of transparency in the local plan process have been ignored and the majority of councillors have not had an opportunity to have their say in the development of the local plan. The report says that the strategy that is required for the local plan should be considered against reasonable alternatives based on proportionate evidence. No reasonable alternatives have been put forward, and the evidence is inadequate. The documents state that there have been budgetary restraints and that there have been insufficient staff to do the work. It seems wholly inappropriate to adopt the local plan before this work has been carried out. In particular, the plan should include a full highway impact assessment so that the increase in traffic can be safely accommodated. The original highway impact assessment was commissioned by Ottersford District Council in 2013 with a very narrow remit to assess the implications of the local plan at key junctions. The authors of the report state that their calculations are based on existing data and only consider the impact of traffic flows on some road junctions with a view to reducing congestion and hence pollution. In view of the changes to the local plan, Essex County Council has prepared a revised highway impact assessment. It does not appear to be available to the general public, nor is it listed in the papers for this meeting. In any event, this assessment is already out of date. The proposals contained in the report for Elsinore are apparently soon to be revised. The proposal for Saffron Walden appear to depend on the compulsory purchase of land, which may or may not be successful. It is difficult to have any confidence in this document. The evidence base for the local plan is fundamentally flawed, and it should not be adopted. (coughs) Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: Do, do, you, do you wish to respond I at this point? I can Dr. respond Barker to a couple
2: of those items, Chairman. Um, involvement of stakeholders, this, this plan has been out to a number of consultations. The last one finished in January this year, including extra sites. Of course, we have not ignored detailed comments. Every comment is listed there and has been considered. The necessary infrastructure required to deliver this is set out at the back of the document, um, whether it's health centres, whether it's road improvements um I, i'm absolutely astonished that somebody says there's been a lack of transparency we've held many local power working groups which have been open to every single member the minutes of those the papers for the, all those are on the internet they are accessible by everybody the highway impact assessment that is accessible on the internet as well i really don't understand how a few of those comments have been made chairman but I'm happy if Mr Hibbs says anything in particular, Councillor Hibbs, anything in particular he wishes to follow up with me, I'm happy to pursue that. Thank,
1: thank you
0: very I much. T- and thank you very much, Councillor Hibbs. Thank you. Um, uh, s- sorry. Uh, apologies for absence. Can we have, please? I
1: had apologies from Councillors Ranges and God- Godwin.
0: Thank you very much. Uh, Are there any other apologies from members? Thank you very much. Any declarations of interest at this point? Councillor Barclay.
2: Chairman, could I declare an interest as an Essex County Councillor?
0: Thank you. Any other declarations of interest? Uh, the minutes of the meeting held on the 27th of March, if available, well, they're not available uh, at this point in time, bearing in mind that that meeting was only uh, last Thursday, and therefore those, meeting, those minutes will be carried forward to the next uh, Cabinet uh, meeting. So, therefore, there are no matters arising. Uh, item 4 on the agenda is to receive any questions or statements from uh, members of the Council on matters relating to the agenda. I'm looking around at members who are not at the table to see if they wish to make some comment or ask a question and there is none so I will move on. Um, Item five matters referred to the executive uh, from the uh, overview and scrutiny procedure rules and or the budget and policy framework procedure rules I am not aware of any. Item six reports if any from performance and audit committee and scrutiny committee Again, I'm not aware of any, and I suspect, bearing in mind, as I said earlier, we only had a Cabinet meeting on last Thursday. I suspect there is nothing further. I'm looking at Councillor Howell, uh, uh, and and, uh, unfortunately, (coughs) we don't have Councillor Godwin here this evening, as she is incapacitated. Moving on then to Item 7 on the agenda, the Local Development Scheme the uh, revised scheme, Uh, can I ask Councillor Barker if she would present this item.
2: Thank you Chairman. This evening Chairman, we have two reports to consider with reference to the local plan. The first item is the local development scheme as revised which sets out the timetable for the Uttlesford development plan. The local development scheme will be considered by the inspector to ensure that we are following it as we prepare our local plan. Since the report was written two further minor changes have become necessary. On page 11 in the key stages, in order to ensure that a full six-week consultation is undertaken, the publication of the local plan and pre-submission consultation will run from April to early June 2014. The Second Amendment is on page 13 in respect of gypsy and traveller needs. Here, the Essex-wide needs assessment will not be published until June to avoid local elections in some parts of the county. So the second bullet point must be amended from April to June 2014. With these amendments, I would like (coughs) to propose that the revised LDS is approved.
0: Thank you, Councillor Barker. Does that find a seconder? Thank you very much. Does anybody wish to speak to uh, to this uh, paper, the uh, local development scheme as revised? As I say, there's not a lot new in this. This has been before... Um, the local plan working group uh, many times in in its various uh, forms having been updated many times over the last few years anybody wish to speak further to that if there's not then I shall put that proposal to the vote those in favour please show thank you that's unanimous item 8 on the agenda is the pre-submission consultation document the Uttersford local plan councillor Barker thank you
2: Thank you Chairman. Chairman, the second item this evening uh, that I'm asking members to to look at is to endorse the pre-submission local plan as sound and to recommend such to full council. The specific recommendations A and B detail the section 19 consultation and the regulation 22 submission that will follow. This plan has been subject to a number of consultations, the most recent ending in January this year. The consultation ending in January this year, incorporated a number of new sites in Great Dunmow, in Elsenham, and in Saffron Walden, required to deliver new homes at a rate of 523 a year throughout the plan period. Through the Local Plan Working Group, every stage of this plan and policy has been scrutinized and agreed, and we are now in a position to move forward with this final technical consultation. All the papers presented to the Local Plan Group, Working Plan Group, are in the public domain, and all elected members have been invited to all local plan working group meetings. This final consultation is not about where we will build homes, schools and shops, but rather about whether a number of legal tests have been met. The consultation sets out not only the site allocations but the development management policies that sit alongside them and guide the planning committee as it considers applications. The pre-submission consultation document will be issued with a questionnaire and guidance on how to respond. Chairman, many of the sites in our plan now have planning permission and I know that many members will be most interested in pages 229 to 253 which set out the details of the infrastructure that is needed alongside the homes whether permission has already been granted or not. Councillor Hibbs just made reference to compulsory purchase. Compulsory purchase would be the very last route that we would wish to take We want to develop sustainable communities with the developers, working alongside them, and not being forced down the route of of something as extreme as a compulsory purchase. Chairman, once we have a plan that is found sound, the Council will be in a far stronger position to negotiate with developers on the detailed delivery of this infrastructure through robust Section 106 agreements and to resist development outside newly agreed development limits. Chairman, I have no doubt that we will debate this item next week, and the recommendations as set out will enable that debate to happen. I'm pleased to move the recommendations and to answer any questions.
0: Thank you, Councillor Parker. Does that find a second? Thank you, Councillor Walters. Uh, Councillor Elizabeth Godwin has just joined us. Welcome. Thank you.
2: Thank
0: you. Are there any questions uh, from members? Uh, oh, Councillor Parr.
3: Um, Having looked at the local plan working group minutes, um, I don't see any reference to the 3,800 comments that were received and how this influenced the current document. Could somebody tell me how?
2: Sorry, could could you repeat that?
3: Um, Yeah, um, having looked at the local plan working group minutes, how have the 3,800 comments that were received in the latest consultation influenced this document? The
2: officers who advise the local plan working group have advised that many of the responses received were of a duplicate nature. They were not very different to comments that have been received previously. Um, We have to move forward with a plan. We have to build houses and we have to build them on locations that are sustainable and on locations that are available. Many people would wish to see the houses somewhere else but if those sites have not been put forward we cannot progress with those. We have to progress with the most suitable sites at this point in time. I think Mr Taylor would like to add something.
0: Mr Taylor.
4: Thank you, Chairman. I was just going to say that after every consultation, we re- uh, produce a report of representations. That's a full detailed document which goes through every consultation response received, whether for members of the public, um, action groups, parish councils, statutory consultees. That was presented to the uh, local plan working group, I don't know the exact date, but March, um, t- uh, February, March time, So that was a a public document published um, for that working group going through all the comments received and suggesting the amendments to the documents to the uh, the different sites obviously that consultation was just in relation to the additional sites and each previous consultation has had the same process so a report of representations submitted to local plan working group um, publicly available before the meeting um, and available for members to see in detail the comments made and the officers suggested responses Members then able to <coughs> consider those responses, um, agree them or not agree them and make amendments and they did that process um, over, the, over the first half of this year, leading to the, the updated document that you have before you today. Thank you, Mr Taylor. Councillor Park, do you want to come back? Yeah.
3: Uh, well, just another, just another question um, about the water services in Elsnum, Anglian Water Services have said that there's insufficient capacity and there'd be significant constraints to overcome to provide the additional capacity. Um, The Environment Agency has said that um, the proposals for the 800 dwellings on that site were on the very borderline of being acceptable, Um, and that this proposal, there would be risks to the water environment, the carbon footprint will be much greater, and there's a risk of breaching environmental legislation, and there's a risk of failing any sustainability test. Um, What measures has the Council taken to um, respond to these from the Environment Agency and Anglia Water Services?
2: It is to the developer to mitigate the impact of development. Um, The water company is able to provide water. The Environment Agency, if it requires mitigation to be put in place, that will be detailed and will be part of the detailed discussions with the developer.
4: Mr Taylor, would you like to just come on um, uh, as Councillor Barker exactly said, um, both the water companies have been involved um, in detailed discussions. Our water cycle study that's required as part of the evidence base, a number of phases of the water cycle study have been produced which look directly at the points that um, Councillor Parr raised. Um, the, the larger scale developments in Elzenham would involve um, significant additional works, for example the new series treatment plant, um, as well as um, uh, surface water attenuation measures to overcome many of the concerns raised. And these obviously be, um, have been and will be discussed with the water companies um, as we go forward, um, both at this stage but also at any future planning application stage to ensure that um, all those issues are mitigated successfully. Thank you, Mr Taylor. Councillor Parr.
3: Um, yeah, sorry, just to come back on that, um, Thames Water recommended that the water cycle study should be revisited to determine the most sustainable options Um aid as the council plan on revisiting their water cycle study, and Thames Water have also said that it can take seven to ten years to build new sewage treatment facilities. How does that work into the council's plans? And if you can't solve the water problems, um, then 78% of the houses that have been allocated to the additional homes can't be built, so what will the council do about that?
1: Mr Taylor.
2: this this plan runs from now or whenever it's adopted it basically runs from 2011 to 2031 we do not expect all of these houses to be built next year they will be built over an extended period and they will not evidently be built until the infrastructure is in place Um, uh, an example of that was discussed at the the local plan working group this afternoon where we were talking about a site in Dumbo that now has planning permission they will not be allowed to sell a house until the junction works are improved Evidently, we're not going to have hundreds of houses in Elsinore or anywhere else. We should not have adequate sewage treatment works. And that will be built into the developer's timetable.
0: Did you want to add anything to that, Mr Taylor?
4: Only very briefly, and that's the, the first point. Um, We have not carried out an additional water cycle study, but following um, comments, we've had further consultation with all the um, water companies um, to take into account the additional um, uh, housing numbers that we've needed to do. And that consultation has has, um, then gone into the infrastructure delivery plan that will be published alongside this plan. So, yes, we have responded to the comments from the water company and had further consultation with them. Councillor Parr.
3: Just to go back to my point, are the Is the council happy that they will find a way around these water problems um, without damaging the environment um, within time? Um,
2: As as we've just said, new sewage tree for works, surface water retention, sustainable urban urban drainage systems, these are all now requirements. The developer will not get planning permission unless these things are in place and we know exactly how it's going to work.
3: sorry to keep coming back to this it's but um, okay. I'm what not I'm not feeling very convinced I've got to be honest and um, I can't remember exactly which water company it is because there's so many involved in Elsdon. but one of them said there was only capacity for an extra 400 homes at the moment and there's 500 going to be built before Fairfield so w- what's going to happen with that?
4: Mr Taylor um, Thank you Chairman I think there's a number of different levels here. When Water companies, if it's in relation to a planning application, make their comments. They'll be making them on the background of (coughs) existing infrastructure. Obviously, as part of planning applications, um, when the developer seeks to uh, uh, connect to the services, the water companies can um, levy a charge to provide the additional infrastructure that's required that's outside the normal planning or Section 106 processes. So that is the normal approach for the water companies to collect financial contributions to enable upgrade works. as well as that each water company have a five um, and an additional long-term strategic infrastructure capacity that they they publish and they invest in as publicly consulted upon and we engage with that process so that they know as part of our emerging local plan where houses are going to go they can work to um, progress schemes in the local area to ensure they're there in sufficient time so there might not be sufficient uh, capacity now but as part of um, connections um, to the networks, either water or wastewater, the sewage companies or the water companies can ensure there is sufficient capacity on top of that, with larger scale schemes as we have in Elsenham, um additional uh, sewage treatment plants will be um, constructed to enable the larger scale developments to go ahead, so that all that is is, is intrinsic within the proposals and as Councillor Barker said it 's not all expected to come over the next year it 's a 20 year plan, and the bulk of the development within using Elsen as an example, is to the end of that period, so there is sufficient time for the infrastructure to be planned and delivered as part of a coherent scheme. Thank you, Mr. Taylor. Councillor Parr, thank you.
0: Are there any other questions? Uh, uh, Councillor
1: Lemmon. Really just a comment. Um, Now, I I agree with Councillor Parr, there are a a lot of things in this that we all will need to make comments on. But um, it just seems to me that if the Liberal Democrats hadn't withdrawn their support from the committee in the first place, a lot of these questions would have been... That they would have known about all these questions, and I just hope that at the Council meeting we're not going to be bogged down with questions from the Lib Dems, which they could have found out if they'd sat on the committee, but that's just a comment.
0: Thank you, Councillor Lemon. Thank you. Are there any other questions uh, relating to uh, this matter? If there, are, if there are not, then uh, it, it, the recommendations on page 32 uh, at A and B have been proposed and seconded. I shall put them to the vote. Those in favour, please show. Thank you. That's carried unanimously. Members, we have one other item that is not on the uh, actual agenda, but I am taking it as uh, an urgent item. So there is an additional item, Agenda Item 9, this evening, uh, which is also going to be dealt with by Councillor Barker, uh, which is uh, the the Flooding, Repair and Renewal Grant Scheme. Councillor Barker, would you like to...
2: Thank you chairman I'm sorry yes it is me again. Um, Chairman this is just to agree to put in place a or to take up if you like the grant scheme for businesses and homeowners for repair and renewal grants following the flooding earlier this year. Um, So we have two very simple recommendations here, to agree the principle of operating the grant scheme and to authorise the Director of Public Services to determine the arrangements for financial support and to administer the scheme. We're looking at a relatively small number of properties here, about 11 businesses and 10 homes that were affected by the flooding. I think we should consider ourselves very lucky because there are parts of the country that are very severely affected and people whose lives have been turned upside down. The Chairman, very simple recommendations there on the first page.
0: Thank you. Are, you. are you moving those? Thank you. Does that find? Happy to
2: move those, Chairman.
0: Thank you. In several places. Thank you very much. Right, Members, you have before you these re, uh, two recommendations, um, particularly to authorise the Director of Public Services to determine the arrangements for claiming financial support and to administer the scheme. Does anybody wish to uh, speak to to that, Councillor Cheatham?
2: Just to. Just to say, I presume that all those that were flooded because we must have a list will be contacted directly to ask them if they wish to uh, uh, put in an uh, uh, application for a grant towards it. Uh, Um, I think that it has been very well advertised that there are business schemes out there if we've had twenty or so come forwards i'm sure that uh, there is local knowledge that will will get the message around and all councillors you know if they have an area of by flood flooding they were, we're fairly localized here we're, we're mainly talking about stanford i would imagine um Newport had some
0: mr Harbour, did you, you want to, to comment on this
1: yes thank you we will certainly be contacting everybody who's uh, made us aware that they were flooded and would like to apply for a grant We've utilised intelligence from members and from town and parish councils, um, and we will obviously be publicising the existence of the grant scheme. Uh, that should catch everybody uh, who would benefit from this grant. Thank you, Mr. Harborough.
0: Anybody else wish to speak to this, uh, these recommendations? If not, then I shall, uh, they having been proposed and seconded, I shall put them to the vote. Those in favour, please show. Thank you very much. That's carried members thank you very much for your attendance and thank those members of the public who have attended thank you very much and and particularly to our officers this evening for turning out in force thank you